Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And of course, if it's your first time, welcome. Thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Ani Moosh. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Of course. And of course, before we get started, I'd like to tell you guys to do all of the things you do to show love and support to a podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, especially subscribe, subscribe especially, but also especially rate and review. <laughs> <laughs> On iTunes seems to be where it's the most helpful. We're trying to grow the show and it helps grow the show. Mm-hmm. Grow the show, people. And of course, we're going to do our Patreon episode right after this. More on that later. Ani, what's up? Dude, I'm chilling. I, I was just saying, thank you for taking me out of New York for the day. <laughs> thank Getting you. away from all the madness. Yeah, I love it. I, we've never kidnapped a person before. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. <laughs> Didn't take much, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the earliest I think we've had somebody at our house. I know. This is the earliest yeah. I've ever been at someone's house or podcasted. For, yeah. You know, so it's. Um, but I'm happy to be here. And we're breaking ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're embarking on this voyage together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ani, are you familiar with what we do on this podcast? A little bit, but walk me through. Okay. Well, the basic premise of the podcast, of course, is to prove that you can have a darker sense of humor, but still reach a higher consciousness slash enlightenment. Isn't that the goal? That is the goal. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. So basically what we do is we take our guest, who is you, through the process of enlightenment so that... Ansley and I can learn and reach a higher consciousness and the, the listening audience can also laugh their way to a higher consciousness just a little bit vicariously through you. I love that. Yeah, that way we don't have to do the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so everybody gets the same questions. Okay. And Ansley, let's get it in. Ani, what situation or experience did you learn the most information from? Oh, my God. In my entire life? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, so when I was 27, I'll be 30 in a month, um, I very abruptly moved out of my parents' house. And I, I grew up in a pretty strict Armenian household. Um, I went to college, like, the town over, but, like, lived at school. But still, you know, you're pretty home. And uh, moving out. I had like just tried doing like an open mic a week beforehand and it like changed my entire world, but I couldn't tell my parents. (laughs) So I'm like, if I'm going to do something (laughs) and I really like this thing, uh, then I actually, I have to like be a big girl and like move out and like it will hurt and I'm going to be really poor and I'm going to go through a lot of stuff and it's going to suck. But ultimately it, brought me to my current partner and like our business that we ended up growing and like just moving out of my parents house without permission like (laughs) you know what I mean like didn't take that much (laughs) so well I have so many questions like yeah so you couldn't tell them about this open mic that you did Mm -hmm. now were you did you have other was that your deepest darkest secret like were you a good straight edge kid no (laughs) <laughs> okay so that was like among like, other things but like that was the breaking point where i was like living this whole other life um that only kind of like my friends knew about and like the people in my immediate circle and like the things that i found funny or whatever i kind of have to had to keep to myself because not everybody was like into that and my parents certainly wouldn't be on board for that and yeah. i had like just got two degrees and something else that i was doing professionally so it would have been something really hard for them to get on board with which still is sometimes i'm just imagining you like like chugging alcohol you know just like at a rave like partying oh, yeah. hard, <laughs> tattooing a baby for some reason <laughs> and then you do an open mic you're like i have crossed the line <laughs> i cannot tell them about this <laughs> yeah i didn't tell them about a lot of shit a lot of a lot a lot of shit but yeah. that was like i mean i didn't tell them anything to do with comedy even when i moved out i was just like i can't do this anymore and i'm not like being truthful to myself um and i had like been doing therapy for a few years at that point anyways and felt like okay this is the thing that is only stepping in my way from doing what will make me happy or has proven to make me happy mm-hmm. then i need to like you i i'm someone that believes you can't heal in the same place that made you sick you know mm. so when you realize that and you're able Wait, to take one second yeah you better not try to leave me <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that what she just said is a fucking lie. No, okay, I, I mean, you can heal right where the sickness started, <laughs> right, right around <laughs> the contagion. You can heal right next to the. You can sleep with the contagion. No, <laughs> you can wake up every morning. Parasitic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right, go on with no your lies. <laughs> Please spread your propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> I should also probably mention um, I'm my mom's only child and my okay. parents are 15 years apart. So my dad had three kids in like a whole life before all of oh, all wow. of this stuff. So, you know, there's like a lot of different types of like pressures and like things to live up for uh, to, um, especially like culturally related. Yeah. And so I just felt like, OK, I don't necessarily agree with all of these things, but the only way I'll be able to explore that is if I'm like not in it. And that was like the catalyst. <laughs> no, was your, was your mom more of the, you got to stay and your dad more of the, like, trust me, let her go. Nothing happens to them. Kind of. Yeah. 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 My mom was really upset. I mean, my dad was not, probably not as upset, but like my mom was heartbroken because I didn't, I didn't tell them I'm, I abruptly moved like but you packed in the middle of the night. I like packed. It was a Wednesday night. I had come home from an open mic at like two in the morning or three in the morning, like whatever. And she had to go to work the next day and like whatever. She got mad at me and then just was making some threats that I didn't really like. And I was like, all right, well, I'll move out. And then the next day I asked my friend if I could move in with her and her now fiance. Well, she offered, but, you know, we were yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And uh, I ended up moving in the following day. Has you, your relationship with your mom, have you guys like come full circle? Yes. And she, like like yeah. we're so much closer now. Um, I tell her like so much more. Really? <laughs> nice. We're a lot more open. I found that it was, it's definitely better to be honest and to be open and then have that person feel like hurt maybe in that moment, but then be able to actually grow and like get to know you, especially if it's your mom and, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean if can, if you remember specifically sure. i mean if you don't want to share you don't have to but what what were the threats she was making that like were the catalyst for you to get out of there um just that like i wasn't allowed to come home like that late or like she was gonna start charging me rent and like different things and the p point of me living at home was so i could save to buy a house mm. and that's the only reason why i was living at home like the only reason did she sit up till two or three in the morning so she could <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah yeah and like this wasn't the first time it just like happened over and over again and then the next day she opened a bank account <laughs> for me to put rent money into uh. she didn't think i was gonna move out and i was like that sucks because i'm moving out <laughs> you should probably close that account uh, which, yeah. like, I don't think it's unreasonable for a parent to ask a 27-year-old, uh, you know, for rent. Like, that's not unreasonable. But if I'm going to, say, like, be save to move out or, like, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm not going to pay rent and then be told that I can't come home, you know, and have all of these other, like, rules on me. Like, I'm a full-ass grown adult, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and I should be treated as such. And I think... In, for us to be able to have that like relationship as like adult to parent at this point in my life, I had to make that separation. And I think that's like really hard, you know, mm -hmm. for some yeah. people. Had your older siblings had, uh, they all moved out. Like that was that. Yeah. Well, they're my half siblings and I didn't really have like a relationship are, with both of them. So. Okay. Those yeah, are the okay. only siblings I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, only, I, I have no sibling that I have the same both parents as. Yeah. I, I don't really know most of them. Um, okay. but one of them is my godmother. Okay. Yeah. So. Huh? Yeah. We <laughs> your, had. Your half sister is your godmother? Yes. That is some hillbilly <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Are you from the mountains of Armenia? Like, what is that? <laughs> Does she have hairy forearms too? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen her in like two <laughs> decades. <laughs> you have a phantom godmother yeah, who is your, also your stepsister. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's it's all kinds of weird. My family, like, I love my family. My family's also weird. You know, there's there's like <laughs> families should be weird. Yeah. Yeah. It gives it gives you character. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you could distill the information that you got from that experience mm -hmm. into like a, a you know a short phrase or sent few sentences how would you do that sure um don't let anyone tell you that you can't 
do something if it affects your happiness. Um, like if you know that you're in a situation um, that's toxic in any way, even if the break is difficult, in the end, it, you'll survive much longer because you won't have that turmoil on you. Yeah. Had you always wanted to do, like, so you had two degrees, like you were going down the professional lane, but had you always been like, I want to do comedy? Like had a... Nope. No? Nope. I had like no... and I mean, I loved comedy as like a thing to watch and observe, and that's pretty much all I listened to. And I was, uh, before this, um, I did interior design into architecture professionally and I taught and, um, like in, in colleges and different things like that. And I, I found that very rewarding, um, as an artist and a designer, but I just didn't like being told to like show up and be creative now or like, you know, yeah. I felt like my bounds on my creativity were just, it was constricted. And, um, I had a friend who, well, I was like going through a, a year, um, like a really shitty year. And I had wanted to write a book for some years and I was just trying to get those feelings out in some way. And it wasn't coming out um, when I tried writing it. And I had a friend that said like, why don't you just try an open mic? You know, like uh, yeah. just, yeah. I've tried it. Like, I'll go with you. Like, you, just, you don't have to go back if you don't want to. I'm like, why not? Whatever, I don't know anyone. Um, so I had a friend come with me and he went before me. And if I if he didn't go, I would have never done it. But that that day like changed my entire life. Like I didn't end up doing stand up much longer. I did it for like eight months and then pandemic happened. But I mean, I'm so many opportunities came from it. And like I found that I'm good at other stuff besides just design. And you don't have to you, just because you have a degree in something doesn't mean those skills aren't translatable to something else. Yeah. yeah. You know. Actually, and, and I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this. Uh, Ani is uh, the proprietor of Too Much Content, the yes. podcast network that is kind of taking the world by storm right now. Thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> what you guys are doing out there. Thank you. So check out all of the different uh, podcasts that she has on Too Much Content. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Our website is toomuchcontent.live and also our Instagrams. So Hell yeah. Out. Yeah. I mean, the podcast game is crazy i never thought i'd ever get into that like i would listen to the radio every day of my life growing up but i yeah. i never put the two and two together when it kind of started coming up you know yeah nobody did nobody saw this yeah nobody's cool saw this. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty cool and uh so i guess what we're going to do is we're going to enlighten we're going to take you through this process of enlightenment by opening up your chakras one at a time from the ground up I mean, I have to always mention that the first chakra, the survival chakra, is located in the butthole. Are mm -hmm. you okay with having that open? Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was wondering about that. <laughs> I've been trying to find it. <laughs> Ansley, calibrate that butthole. Let's go. Ani, how did you learn to overcome fear? Ooh. Um, the book War of Art. Okay. Uh, have you guys ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it when I first read the 10 sort of commandments, if you will, at the beginning, um, I just, I realized anything is like possible and it's just overcoming resistance. Like mostly fear is just resistance. When, when did you, at what stage in your life did you read that for the first time? 27 years old. Oh, this oh, is wow. a big year. Oh yeah. <laughs> 27 was oh, a yeah, big was, year. It was a year that I definitely needed to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how did you uh, apply those principles in your life at that time? So at the time, um, <clears throat> COVID was just about to happen. Uh, and in the series of like the months that I was reading it, I got laid off from my corporate job. Um, I got hired at another place in New York that produces podcasts and we moved to New York and I don't know if I attribute it to the book or just being isolated in a sense, but I, I took that and I was like, no one's going to tell me what I can and can't do with my art and my life. And if someone doesn't like it, it's not their life and it's not the way that they express themselves. So why am I living my life? Why am I afraid of people if they're not even living my life? Like, you know, people are going to have a problem with whatever you do, regardless if they mm -hmm. think it's good or not. And you could, do something and someone thinks it's great at first and then two years later they could be like i hate your boyfriend and then you're like what you know yeah. so you can't live your life by that 
you just can't be afraid to try new things and grow. Yeah, you're giving me a strong uh, eating ice cream for breakfast vibe. <laughs> did, you, did you go through? <laughs> did you go through that as an independent adult where you're like, I can do whatever I want? I don't know about ice cream, but I definitely like at first like smoked weed before noon. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, it was more of like. Um, I should just be able to do these basic things as an adult, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I felt stunted, you know? Like, it felt like my growth as an adult was being stunted living at home and like living by, not necessarily just like parental rules, but like, the, I had friends who were addicts and codependents and like, I was always, you know, leaving, living to please them and make sure that they're like happy and um, that they're taken care of. And my like talents were being put on the back burner and I'm like, I'm going to be 30 and then I'm, I haven't lived 30 years of my life for me. Like that seems stupid and weird. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that? And then when that like flip switched, it was, it was like, those people were like, wait, what do you mean? Like what? You're not talking to me every single day and like breaking down the door to make sure I'm alive. Like, what do you mean? You know? So it, yeah. You can't let that dictate your life. Did you lose a lot of relationships through that process? Um, still am. Yeah, yeah sometimes. And like it, some people have come around. Um, some I, I have to be like responsible to or I might have not like explained everything that I was doing in these changes. But I mean, like that's how you focus and like figure out like what you really want, you know, Um and like I felt bad about that, you know, what when people like that were close to me feel frustrated, like they don't know what's going on in my life. But there's a difference between like being supportive still and then being like, well, they're not talking to me anymore. So they must be blah, 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 too busy for me or yeah. whatever the case may be. So do you do you remember uh, a time in your life when you were the most scared? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I got arrested when I was 18. <laughs> no wonder your mom was keeping tabs on you. You were uncontrollable. <laughs> they still, knock on wood, to this day don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but I was... Sending this episode straight to your mom. Yep, yep. Straight to your mom, young lady. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really scared, but I was, I was like 18, so they didn't call my parents. Yeah. So once I found that out, I was less scared. <laughs> but then for seven years, it takes seven years for like minor in possession of alcohol to be removed, expunged from your record. Yeah. yeah. So for seven years, I was just terrified she was going <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Even though it didn't matter. Yeah. Never affected a job or anything like that. So how'd you guys get caught up? Or how'd you get caught up with the cops and alcohol? Um, I was with an ex and a friend and we had gone down from like my college to our friend's college to like visit him for the weekend and like house sit uh, my ex's dad's house. All in Massachusetts? All in Massachusetts, okay. yeah. And uh we like went down, we partied and we like, I hadn't driven, but my ex had driven. And as we were leaving, um, he forgot to turn the headlights on and he started driving and got pulled over. And I had three beers in my purse that were not mine for the record, telling the truth. They were not mine. And possession is not. Yeah. In a long <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Criminals like you should know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't because I was 18. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did learn that if you, if I had just dumped them out into the car and like stuck them under the seat, then I wouldn't have, nothing would have happened to me. Mm. So wow. pro tip. Um, <laughs> but because they were in my purse, I ended up being were they allowed, arrested. Were they allowed to look in your purse or did they ask and you had to say yes? They, like, they asked and I had to say yes, but yeah. they were like very intimidating, especially yeah. at like three in the morning and like. Yeah. I'm 18. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. And then they handcuffed us to a bench with <laughs> no wall behind it for like nine hours. What? Yeah. That's I awesome. learned my lesson. <laughs> and I had to bail both of us out because do you think my ex had any money? No. <laughs> so I was very scared at that point. Women are constantly in parasitic <laughs> relationships. <laughs> constantly. 
like ambitious women constantly <laughs> yeah. in parasitic relationships. I was just talking to our daughters about that. I was like, you got to stop whining and acting like this because people are going to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we broke up after that. So <laughs> Nice. Well played. He didn't handle the clink strong enough for you. He no. was okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. That was, uh, I'll consider that a fear chakra unlocked. Yes. Okay. All right. How does that feel? You feel good? Yeah. All right. Ainsley, move us along. All right, Ani, this section is called My Bad. It's a chance for you to offer an apology to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to zero. Ooh, man. <laughs> your mom's watching like, oh, come on. <laughs> hey, mom. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's like, that's hard. Because I've been trying to get into the practice of not saying, well, I'm a good person because I think people that say that a lot are mm-hmm. often not a good, good people. <laughs> and I think I've made mistakes, but hmm, the person who's like owed the most an apology or like just anybody, any person, place or thing. Hmm. An apology. Well, Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Did you just have one, but you're like, I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, I, I have I have one in my head, but I don't. This is where I'm struggling. Okay. I've had a recent situation where in the past, it would be my like pattern or like habit to an- apologize first. But I don't think I'm responsible necessarily but to that person um if i hurt them in any way by not giving enough uh attention to like their life (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i love you i'm trying to be cryptic why am i doing this all right i'll just talk about it because she's never gonna listen to this um my best friend for the last like 12 years that was like my roommate in college um i was just her maid of honor and we just had like about a month ago kind of like a the biggest fight we've ever had we've never like fought like this before mm-hmm. and uh obviously i've been thinking about that <laughs> and i feel like the the way it was left that i'm not the one that needs to apologize for how it was left however I would like to apologize for maybe making her feel like she wasn't important. So you guys haven't really talked for a whole month like since this fight? She like, she sent me a text the other day and I answered, but like I, I, I did say that I was still hurt and there's like no acknowledgement of it. And I'm finding that like with this person and a couple of other people in my life, they have a hard time taking like culpability for their actions and so i don't want to give them an out but i don't want to like absolve myself from making them you know from this feeling that they're having or like their reaction they're having towards me is that unfair no i mean i think that's pretty it's pretty fair and uh, pretty uh indicative of your generation yeah and your sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll also apologize to my boyfriend for not listening to him all the time and talking over him. Sorry, all right. babe. <laughs> all right, that's documented. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I will apologize. <laughs> He's going to just keep showing you a gif of this. Yeah, he will. <laughs> He's going to be like, thank God Sydney asked you to be on this podcast and apologize. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, if you, I mean, I, I'm not, you don't have to go into too much detail about what the fight was about, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of like being cryptic about it earlier too, where, I mean, we went to college together and like we had what I'm now seeing as sort of like a codependent relationship in a way. But I think a lot of like female best friends can end up that way. Mm-hmm. And I really had no intention of ever leaving Boston. And then when I did, um, she had like just gotten engaged and I introduced her to her husband and her husband was actually the first person that came to me that open mic. And like, yeah. you know, we're very entwined in each other's lives and we had a fight recently because I feel like I'm I'm like removed from like my friends from home. And it's hard 
to make friends in New York, like period. And it's hard to make friends in this industry, period. You know, like yeah. genuine people. And then when you feel like your friends that are from home are not being like supportive or they don't really like see the point in what you're doing or like take the time to understand your partner and things like that, it's hurtful and like you feel left out. So I don't I don't know if that's necessarily like my fault because I feel like I'm I've brought a lot to the table to be seen. But uh I mean, there hasn't been a lot of time for her and I to like be together in the last like couple years mm. because of moving, because of her getting married and different things. And that's no one's fault. I'm still like supportive of like what she does and here to like listen. But uh, maybe I, without knowing, made her feel like the same way, you know, because I'm here doing things and so when you made that uh, a little quip earlier, and like you know, sometimes like a couple years later, they're like, "I don't like your boyfriend." Yeah, that was her. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what you said. <laughs> you know, and I mean that that was just like from him seeing for two years that like I'm being treated a certain way, and kind of being fed up, and saying something about it. So like. I feel like that happens. A, that's like a common thing, right? Yeah. Because like it's a best friend and then you have a boyfriend who's like, like they're different relationships, but they're both very supportive people in your life. And then it's like, how do they And very important people for yeah. different reasons. And like it, it sucks because like you, you know, when like your best friend is not fully like there or yeah. like really, you know, you know how they respond to certain things. And yeah. if you... I don't care if you don't like it. I'd rather you be honest with me and we can work through that mm -hmm. because it might just be that you don't understand something or you saw him go off on a post or something yeah. and you're like yeah. upset about it. Like he's a scary looking metal head that yells into a microphone most of the day. Not a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> can get on board right away. I get it. But like that doesn't mean, I mean, if you trust me, right, right. you know, and, you know, like you should know that I'm going to make a decision for myself, especially of this magnitude. Yeah. You know, that is good for me. Mm. And hopefully you would be there to watch. And instead, I feel like she's kind of watching from afar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was kind of an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I did say sorry to Iris. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And, and we'll call, we'll call that a pelvis chakra unlocked, <laughs> right? We're moving so. along, right? Uh -huh. But yeah. Ansley had a similar experience too, because yeah. I mean, so, it, it seems like it sometimes takes like a good a good guy a good a good guy in your life a new good guy in your life to kind of highlight how your friends are selfish. Yeah. You also made things very complicated, Sydney. I did, but it sounds like he did as well. It sounds like he like was like, hey. That chick's being a bitch in your life. Not even. Honestly, like, I, I had had, like, Honey, a... Honey, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he did Gosh. say that, but not to her face. <laughs> I didn't say he said it to her face. I just said he said it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Are you all against me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to dress like us. You're like, we're yeah, a yeah, group yeah, of we're, girls, we're, right? We're friends, right? We're just, we're cool? No. <laughs> how did you guys get through it though like in that scenario i, I just stole her yeah no I, I my relationships with my friends never really were the same after that yeah but yeah but it was like you know then you kind of like see people's true colors i think i would rather know that yeah you know yeah, yeah. it also kind of put me in a position where it was like all right i have to i have to constantly make her decision to choose me worth it you know, and it's, uh, you know, I haven't started yet, but eventually <laughs> been, to together, do list. been yeah. together for 22 years. I'll get around to it. <laughs> See this podcast studio okay, yeah. priorities. <laughs> yeah, we got to do a podcast first. <laughs> yeah, but it was, you know, it was a tumultuous experience, but I think mm -hmm. we, we got closer through it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. We got three kids in a yeah. house. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. She loves her life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, Ani, thank you for sharing that. And we'll call that a pelvis chakra unlocked. Cool. Uh, Ansley, let's keep it moving. Yeah.
uh, to the gut chakra. Ani, how do you deal with disappointment? Ooh. Um, typically, I throw it into artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this really bad habit of blacking things out. Why's it gotta be black? What's wrong with blacking things out? What's wrong with blacking things? Because it needs enlightenment. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the top three search porn terms. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. And, oh, oh, here we oh, go. God. Ansley. <laughs> <laughs> what is blacked porn? Oh no. Um is it I don't I'm stuck between is it white ladies and black guys or is it butthole stuff? Ani, do you know what blacked porn is? I think it's when like the girl has sex with a black guy for the first time. Oh man, you both didn't get it. Oh, All wow. right. So what blacked is is there's a woman who is in ready to do a porn scene. And she's under the impression that it's going to be with like a white porn guy. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden they bring a big black guy. Into the <laughs> <room>. <laughs> They're like, this is your partner. <laughs> and then they like zoom in on her face to see her reaction. To I can't believe there's like a whole genre for this. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know if it's top three search term, but it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. So, all right. So anyway, you, you blacked I something. Don't, I don't. <laughs> um i have a i have a bad tendency to like try to forget the thing that disappointed me and instead take that emotion remove it from myself so it's like out here and the best way for me to do that is to like put it on a canvas or something like that um and that's actually probably where my best work comes from is from like sadness or anger or disappointment yeah. Now, I, I love asking uh, this question. Like, so if, if you happen to, when you were younger, play sports or be in theater productions, mm-hmm. did you have, can you remember when you were the most disappointed? Oh, yes. It uh, was a theater production, actually. Um, I was in the seventh grade and I was in Watertown Children's Theater. I'm looking at you, director. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted to be the lion so bad. So badly. I don't know why I wanted to be the lion. And was Wizard of Oz? It was the Wizard of Oz. I don't know why. I completely. See? Blacking things out. Um, it was the Wizard of Oz. I wanted to be the lion was, so bad. <laughs> and I got cast as a flying monkey. And I was so pissed. Aww. I was so pissed. I quit theater. I quit the play and I quit theater. I was like, this is insulting. I don't even have lines. All I have to do is squawk around. No, not me. I was so upset. I quit theater, dude. She like showed up in her sunglasses and her scarf. And she's like, this is beneath me. She had like a latte in her Her agent was screaming at the director. How could she be a cowardly lion? Look at her. Yeah, that's pretty. You had the hairy forearm. <laughs> that's flying monkey forearms. Come on. And now, were you? Was the where was the where did the disappointment lie? I felt like I just I did such a good job. I auditioned so well, and I had done so well in like the previous plays, and I felt like I was like, this is this. I'm gonna get this, dude. Like this is me. Um, th- this is when I was young. We're talking about young disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That definitely. I was like, what about who, who got cast as the line? Like, were you spiteful? Like, look, look at that. Yeah. I didn't you like her through high school. I didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> she was a year older than me. I remember what college she ended up with. I do. I don't know why I remember this chick's name, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, other than uh, spitefully keeping track of the lion, how did you deal with this disappointment? Um, I think I uh, tried to do other, like, extracurricular things, which which could have actually been, forget if it was, like, art or if it was, like, youth group at the time or something like that, like, planning events for, like, my youth group. But, like, I always would just do something else, like, take mm. that energy and, like, put it into something else because otherwise I spiral. And I think I've yeah. always kind of like, always since I was like eight years old, like I can remember having anxiety. And that's, if I don't deal with disappointment in like some physical way, then like I go crazy. Do you remember any of the things you said during your audition? No, that part I don't. Hmm. 
No. Maybe why you didn't get Maybe the part. Maybe why I didn't get the part. <laughs> that should be burned in your heart. I earn it. <laughs> I remember being on stage for sure. And I remember like looking out into the crowd, but I, I don't remember any of the things. Maybe I didn't do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I completely yeah. blanked. You were too confident to be the cowardly lion. <laughs> you were like, I got this. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. Maybe I blurted out, I want to be a flying monkey and just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I am here auditioning for the part of the Cowardly Lion. Thank you. I want to be a flying monkey. <laughs> Did I get it? Did I get that? <laughs> am I the lion? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yes. That is. I, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. It's goofy. Yeah. It's uh. All right, so that is definitely a disappointment chakra unlocked. That's the gut chakra. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're familiar with chakras and such, Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You probably know more about chakras than we do. I I don't know about more, but I I feel like I I try to learn about them regularly. You hear what we've been saying about chakras so far? What about them? That's what we know. <laughs> so what about the same a little more yeah, about the same. <laughs> i know like what yoga positions sometimes to like help with some of them and that that oh is yeah kinda what, cool. what yoga position is for the butt chakra i don't i don't i don't know about that one but i know the heart <laughs> chakra one i know the heart chakra one where like if you like interlace your your hands behind your body mm-hmm. and then you pull from your shoulders upwards and like you bend from your hip Okay. So like you'll you'd be at a. It feels good. I'll show you after yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, almost like a like a chicken dance. Kind of, and you're yeah. like opening up your heart. You All know, right. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Ansley. We were at the heart shop. Ooh. So Ani, what have you learned from grief? Um. Grief. Uh, that growth and loss can feel like the same thing. Hmm. Like hmm. you can feel grief not just from someone dying. Um, And you can feel grief from like, yeah, from like different scenarios. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the end of something either, but you can still feel sad. It's just like important to acknowledge it. So it doesn't overtake you. And if you don't mind uh, sharing, uh, I'm I'm very curious about some of this growth grief you're speaking of. Mm -hmm. Like, do you, what is there a specific growth grief that comes to mind? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I feel like I've been talking a lot about like not being from back in Boston um, and like moving. But with that, I feel like I've uh, when whenever you like grow and you're like shedding layers and like the different situations are happening, uh, different friends, not like, you know, being on board and that can feel like grief um, or like losing you know, a client or not seeing eye to eye with like someone who you, <laughs> you know, you like have a business with and things like that. Not, not like in a bad way, but as you grow and things are like left in the past, I think that is a good thing, but can also feel like grief. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah I think cause a lot of stuff gets associated with your identity, right? Yeah. And so then like when you, and like that can be like, I'm sure there's good things to that, but that can also be very stifling, right? Mm-hmm. So when you want to grow and change, it's also changing your identity and mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. I think also through COVID, I mean, I think we all felt grief just like not being able to be or be near our like loved ones and stuff like that. And I think that was just perpetuated after I moved, you know, to a different state. And I mean, it's not a bad thing, but like, you know, when someone dies (laughs) or like if friends are getting together or like something in your personal life that you want to be at or feel like you need to be at, you can't be that you still go through that motion of like, well, would I have felt better if I was like there? And if not, then like I still have to go through this roller coaster, but now I have to do it like kind of myself. Um and I think that's okay. Like, it's fine to, like, grow from that and, like, understand that. But it, acknowledge that that's what that is and not just anxiety or, yeah. you know, dis- distinguishing the difference between the two. Yeah, and it's interesting uh, how Ansley uh, contextualized it because uh, in that way that you contextualize it, then when you grow, a part of you has to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you have to mourn. I was just, I was just trying to 
contribute. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I just to also say something. <laughs> yeah. But do you have like a loss grief that comes to mind? I mean, again, you don't have to. I, I, what you just said was adequate enough, but mm-hmm. uh, just out of curiosity. Yeah. I mean, my uh, life as a designer is totally different now. I still do it sometimes, um, but I invested so much and so many years and money and time and effort to like be successful in that field and then to honestly kind of just let it go um, was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt grief from like, uh, you know, since I was eight years old, I wanted to do this thing and now I'm not doing it anymore like every single day, but I'm doing something else that I like and I can tie it in. So that's that's a good thing. But I had to go through, oh, that's part of my identity. Like yeah. I am a designer. Now I call myself something else, you know? Mm-hmm. That's well, interesting that yeah. that was your like childhood, mm-hmm. pro- you know, professional dream too. Mm-hmm. Like, to you found more happiness in like letting go of it. Yeah. 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 That is pretty wild. And uh, I, by the way, I just want to mention that uh, Ani did do the set design for uh, the the guys we fucked podcast. Those girls did a comedy special together. Yes. And Ani did the set design. Oh, nice. I did. Awesome. Yeah. I it did. Cool. It was an awesome uh, set design. Thank you. And I almost didn't want to mention it because guys we fucked is our biggest competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take them down. Yeah. <laughs> I designed their studio too. Their new studio. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Man. It was very cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, they are wonderful, wonderful to work with. That was. That yeah. was such a fun project. Both were really fun, but I was so honored that they asked me to be their art director. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. What do you think of our set? Oh my God. You were saying that you took inspiration from TMC and I can see it and I yeah. am so like flattered, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. TMC is how the yes. cool kids say too much content <laughs> on his podcast network. <laughs> if you check out their podcast, you'll notice some of the, ins- you'll be able to pick up the inspiration mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, though, that you still get to do the designing. Yeah. yeah. I get to do, like, it, no one's telling me, like, sh- not, quote, unquote, show up and do it. But, like, I get to do what I, the projects I want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. And that's also a heart chakra unlocked. Yeah, yeah. totally. You almost did the chicken yeah. Yeah. They were actually the first podcast I ever listened to was Guys We Fucked. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So full circle. It was pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you. We'll interview you more about that yeah. later, so we can take them down. We'll get some insider, <laughs> <laughs> some insider info, so we can take them down. <laughs> Ansley, move us along. Yes. Now we are to the throat chakra. What is a favorite lie that you have told, and you get extra karmic points if it's still in rotation? <laughs> <laughs> a favorite lie. Hmm. <laughs> um. All right, we just got done doing Ani's Patreon episode, and boy, man, her shadow self is something else. It's <laughs> a wild child over here. Uh, Ani, Ani, do you had a good time doing that? Was the, the best time? That was the best time. That those answers got deep. Yes, deep and yes. dark. <laughs> and for one dollar, you get to see all of those answers, and not only that, you get all of our exclusive content for one dollar a month, which includes the counter to this podcast, which is Two Jack Bros After Dark, and also we do fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jujitsu matches, mm-hmm. and of course some comedy, some stand-up stuff that we put up there. And uh, yeah, one dollar a month gets you all of our exclusive content. So come check it out. Come be part of the jacked cult. <laughs> Become a jackalite. Now we're going to get back to this episode and find out what Ani's favorite lie is. <laughs> Maybe that I'm in a recording or like I'm working, but I'm actually smoking weed. <laughs> 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 and I just want to be left alone. <laughs> 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 you, can, like, you can like keep on flicking on the on air switch. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a currently in rotation and still going to be in rotation live. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because sometimes people are just like, like I mean, they don't want to respect how you relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's like they don't want to count your relaxation as valid or be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're, you're just smoking weed right now. You can do this. Or even if like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm not doing anything. It's like it's the five minutes I'm not doing anything. Can I just not talk to anyone for a second? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just, I'll talk to you and then this is done. <laughs> yeah. Now, how do you... Uh, like, are you usually texting this or are you usually, you, do you verbally, you often, do you often verbally say this lie as well? I usually say it through text because it's more believable. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything is believable. Well, I, I kind of dis, I, I don't believe everything in text. <laughs> nothing in writing. I believe nothing in writing. <laughs> nothing in writing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in writing. You need to hear it. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I can't tell how she's saying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she could be scratching her nose right now. Like, yeah, I'm just fucking recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't believe it. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. You, I try not to lie, but you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like what? When was the last? Like, when was the time that you told that lie when you were like, hell yeah? <laughs> you know? Um, like last week, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I guess what I, I guess what I'm asking is like, is there a particular like person or type of person? That you enjoy telling that lie to? Did your mom get that lie? Oh, good, good question. <laughs> no, but my mom does start asking, like, I don't know if you're in a recording, but... And then she'll go on anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, usually I'll take my mom's call, because usually she'll call me if it's, like, an emergency kind of thing. But uh, is there a time I normally use it more? Um, if... Okay, this might sound weird, but my... if If somebody that I'm working with texts me about work and doesn't email me about it Mm. Mm. i will tend to push it to lie lie enough so that i can answer the email or answer it via email instead yeah because people don't have boundaries (laughs) yeah you know work has gotten pretty ridiculous yeah especially where you're like emails attached to your phone and like you know and like my job requires me to be like constantly posting things so like if i digital detoxes are really hard so I feel like it's okay to lie about not being near my phone so that I can have the mental capacity <laughs> later. Um, but I don't know. Some people don't think it's okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm learning this. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm notorious for, I, I feel like I send the wrong type of message to the wrong messaging receiving system yeah, yeah, yeah. these days. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, all right, noted. <laughs> <laughs> I have weird, like, phone rules. Like, I don't answer my phone now until, like, 10.30 in the morning, unless I'm, like, working with you or seeing you that day. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, like, that's my time to, like, do yoga and, like, meditate and yeah. have my time. Your so like, yeah. Smoke weed, she yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meditate and do yoga. He's smoking weed. She's smoking weed. <laughs> They're all good together, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to lie to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's recording right now, actually. <laughs> That's a throat chakra unlocked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Feeling good about that. Mm -hmm. All right. Ansley. All right. Now we are to the third eye chakra. So we're out of the physical and into the metaphysical. So what is something that you thought was separate, but your learning is the same? Ooh. Um, Okay. Definitely metaphysical. Uh, I am now like realizing that all of our... Like, have you ever heard that all of our souls are always, like, you're always connected to the same souls? Like, your mom is always your mom in, like, another life. Or, like, your partner who you find is, like, always that person, whatever. Um, And I'm finding that, like, that also happens, it it feels like (laughs) genetically. Like, the way that, like, your, your parents, like, I don't know, how am I explaining this? Uh, Like, my mom and my dad's relationship, even though it came from a completely different place, and they're completely different people is so similar to mine. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like you're re you're not re like almost recreating like the I don't know if that's like a pattern or if that's just like things that are the same. Yeah. No, I mean I I, first of all, I'm like, I'm, like I'm, I'm laughing at the idea of us being like, no, this sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like you're on a podcast about chakras and shit, and we're like, ew, that's a little, that's a little out there, okay, Ani. I have a better example. I have a better example. Like, uh, I went 
I studied abroad in Italy. And I felt like a weird. She studied abroad. Where Florence? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I felt a very weird connection to Florence, like as if yeah. I had like lived there in a past life. And then my parents came to visit me while I was there, and my mom, unbeknownst to her, I didn't tell her any of this, said the same exact thing, oh. in like the same exact area that we really? were in, and like different stuff like that. And my life has come up like, um, just like feeling like spirit type things and i feel like i've always like had that and that in my past life i've always had that i love that that stuff cool no i think it's really cool i feel crazy talking about it i feel a very strong connection to gypsies oh really i don't know i'm always like yep if i did a like ancestry i'm sure it would be cool some nomad yeah yeah i'm sure i was there at some time yeah Like your your twenty three and me comes up. Watch her around your material <laughs> <Yeah>. goods. <laughs> she will steal your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anza used to be a klepto. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. I took lip gloss and nail polish from Walmart and CVS. Who didn't? Yeah. Yeah. I got her on a straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. uh that's that's pretty interesting. So how 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 do we how do we say this then? How do we the uh. What's the same but different? Yeah, so it's this. The, I mean, I I get it. I completely get what what you're saying, but it's like, how do we brand? How do we like? Uh, I think my soul has been the same in every life that I've lived. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. I think like despite how different the lives are, mm-hmm. the soul has been the same. Yeah, and I think my soul, like the core things, um, are are that those have always been the same things ever since I was little, like. You know, the things that are in my mind that are most important to me, like honesty and stuff like that is, I feel like that's always been with me even in another life. So do you believe in reincarnation or some sort of it or like? Yeah. yeah. I think we like come back as like something or someone. Yeah. 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 Or do you, do you, when you think about your different past lives, do you always think of yourself as like some glorious royalty or are you like, like the people? Um... I think mostly with people. I don't really. Know. I haven't thought about that part of it. Um, I thought, I'm sorry. I, I'm taking control. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> and he comes from Genghis Khan. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like there's like different, um, like animals and stuff that I see or have seen that I'm like, oh, that's my grandmother, or like that's yeah, some, yeah. What animal's your grandma? Um. She's a white butterfly. Anytime I see a white butterfly, yeah. I know it's her. Like her thing was butterflies, mm-hmm. but increasingly like throughout my life in times that I like needed reassurance, I've seen a butterfly, a white butterfly specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you have any other animal people? Yeah. Um, bald eagles, I think are an- another spirit animal of mine. Um, and I didn't realize this until recently, but also my grandfather's name in Armenian is Eagle. And I just put that together. Um, but when I was a senior in college, I volunteered for a week on a Native American reservation in South Dakota. And we were driving along the road to the Badlands, like on our one day off. And this bald eagle just started flying next to the minivan that I was driving at the same speed, at the same rate, just like gliding. There was nothing else, no one else around. And I took that as a good omen. Okay. Um, so whenever I, yeah, those two. So when you were doing that, when you were on this Native American <laughs> reservation, were you passing as a Native American? Because <laughs> you, look, you, you look like you could absolutely appropriate Native, Native American culture. <laughs> Definitely not. You weren't wearing bandanas and feathers. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I stayed at um it was me and like I led like a group of other like seniors in at my college and we stayed at the YMCA on their reservation which was like a log cabin pretty much and we just did like after school um stuff with kids for a week. I I don't I, I you got spiritual though. <laughs> I I mean I've been spiritual. Yeah, were you like you banging a drum when you <laughs> were doing Okay. <laughs> I mean, I watched it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get you canceled. <laughs> we got we to take our shots every chance we get. <laughs> I like to take down ambitious women as often as possible. <laughs> With Ailsley, I'm doing it it's from the inside. It's your right, dude. 
<laughs> it's your right. I'm just living my truth. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. That's, uh, all right. It's, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, I mean, that is truly a third eye chakra unlocked. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, probably the most third eye. Really? Of any of the third eye chakras we've unlocked on this show. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like your answer was appropriate in Native American culture, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, our ancestors. <laughs> we are our ancestors. <laughs> All right. Ansley. Yes. Move us along. All right. Final question. Mm-hmm. Crown chakra. What is one thing you can't give up and why? Is a two-parter, mm-hmm. and what would giving it up mean? Ooh, one is one thing that I can't give up, and why? Um, hmm. <laughs> this is such a corny answer, but like my art, um, because if and I've gone through like spurts of my life where like I haven't done any painting or like any drawing or anything like that and I've noticed that when I like quote unquote give that up or I'm not doing it I am a horrible person to deal with (laughs) I'm just anxious and like if I'm not free in like another situation in my life at least I can be free on my canvas so if I don't have that or some form of that then it's not good so yeah. What what version of horrible are you? Um, I I think my anxiety takes me over. I spiral. Like I I I like pick on things. Like I have like uh, I get into like an OCD sort of like spiral or like where I can't. I try to solve problems that don't need to be solved or like I'm not logical. I'm way more emotional. So in order to balance like or pave the way if you will if there's if there's like a gravel road in my mind in order to smooth that out like I need to have a routine I need to like include art in that routine and like time alone in that routine where I'm only serving myself Hmm. um because if I if I don't have that then I know that I'm being a codependent and that there's a a army of narcissists that are trying to take my energy around me you know so I think that's the one thing I can't give up. Yeah, I'm curious about this picking at things you're, you're mentioning. Like, you mean like, like what do you what do you mean? But like, what is an example of something like that? So I I used to have this really bad OCD habit, um, a couple where I would like in the mirror at night, like before I go to bed, I would just spend like so much time just like analyzing my face or like, yeah. you know, just like. Uh, I used to have like a thumb ring. I still wear it sometimes. Where like I'd be tapping or like I need to check. To make sure like the things around me are physically secure, like mm. locks and things like that. And I'm more, more hypersensitive to danger, I think, or like anxiety when I don't have a routine that I'm following um, or somewhere to let that like gross energy out because it, it comes really from nowhere. There's no reason for me to feel not safe. They're like, I have a roof over my head. I'm healthy, like X, Y, and Z. So if I know like, this is the logical list and I'm not following it. I know I'm being emotional. Well, why am I being emotional? Because I've cut X, Y, and Z out probably, or is it someone that's bothering me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you an anxious eyebrow plucker? No, hmm. but like, I'll look at my pores, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> like just, just looking at them. Just I'll just like really analyze them. Like, is that like a blackhead is like that? Like, it's just it's you won't try to extricate the blackhead sometimes yeah okay sometimes but like that's not good for your face, see that you know she hates black <laughs> <laughs> try to get the whiteheads out too yeah. if that matters <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. uh all right and that was a two-part question mm-hmm. and the other part of that question is what would giving that up mean so what would giving up your art mean um no like proof of my expression or proof of like my growth because I can I can see it's sort of like a timeline my portfolio you know my personal art portfolio is sort of like a timeline of what I've gone through and it's a reminder so if I don't have that physical reminder then like I said earlier like I black things out Mm -hmm. it might be something that like I should remember this person did x y and z or this situation might have not been good and i need to learn from it and remember what i learned from it but since i know this about myself or i have this habit these are good reminders that are in front of me 
Um, so it would, if, if I gave those things up, it would mean that I wouldn't have like physical reminders that were from my soul around me. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's almost too good. It's like, what are you, are you trying to tell me I'm a shitty person? Like, what are you, what are I you just doing? spent a lot of time by myself this past year. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you came here to embarrass me. <laughs> In front of my lady, Ani. Like, I wanna... You fucking caught me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that was, that was awesome. But I mean, yeah. that, that's, thank you. That's the podcast. How do you feel? I feel really good, actually. Yeah? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you for making me think a little bit. Yeah, well... Maybe I, I mean, should apologize more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're fine. I think, I, think, I think with the way you apologize, you're just fine. I think, <laughs> I, uh, Very cool. Yeah, so we're going to do some more uh, thinking, of course, because we got the Patreon coming up. Mm -hmm. And uh, for $1, gets you all of our exclusive content. You just saw Ani bare her soul on this podcast. And then on the other one is the counter to it. We call it Two Jack Bros After Dark, Ooh. where we unlock and in, enlighten in, in Ani's shadow self. Ooh. Amongst other things, but there'll be a little ad in, in the podcast for that. Uh, our kids are having a good time. <laughs> you, can never, you can never tell. Yeah. You can never tell. <laughs> So uh, thank you so much. And remember to check out all of Ani's podcasts on too much content. I mean, you'll be able to find something you'll like and be able mm -hmm. to listen to or watch consistently. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you so much for, oh, Ansley has a fight coming up. Yes, about domestic violence. It's on the 26th of this month. Um, if you want to donate or support, there's um, links on Instagram. Be more, very appreciated. Okay, and we'll definitely tell our Patreon subscribers. They'll, they'll be more likely to yeah. do that. Unless you guys want to become one of the Jackalites and join the Two Jack cult as well, come join the cult. Get yeah. in the cult. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening. We love all of your support. We love you guys, and we're out. See ya. Bye. Two Jack Rose. Two Jack Rose.